Hello, happy Monday and welcome back to Your Soulful Goddess, Beautiful Soul. Your Soulful Goddess is the place where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their true potential and power. My name is Safa. I am your host. I am an intuitive life coach. And it is my joy to bring you episode 37, season 2 of this show, in which I had the pleasure of talking all things hypnotherapy with the lovely Sophie Shaw. Sophie has a beautiful energy and a unique approach to hypnotherapy, so allow me to share just a little bit about my beautiful guest, Sophie. Sophie is a hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, author, sweary single mom, and Netflix addict. She lives in the wild green of the beautiful Norfolk countryside with her brilliant, neurodiverse son, anxious rescue dog, and overconfident cat. For over 11 years, Sophie has been working with clients to help them find their confidence, release their fear and pain, and live happier lives. Now, I know personally, I didn't know that much about hypnotherapy when we started the conversation, and I really learned a lot. So, here is the interview with the lovely Sophie Shaw. Enjoy. Hello, Sophie. How are you doing today? I'm good. Hi, Safa. It's nice to be with you. Oh, it's so nice to have you. I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and have a little chat today. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, Sophie, let's get right into it and um, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Well, I am a hypnotherapist and a Reiki master teacher and an author, and I work with people who are struggling with emotional pain, and I help them using a combination of Reiki and hypnotherapy and um, discussion to unpick some of their old stuff that helps them to feel free and helps them to live happier lives that's the idea I love that and it's funny because both of those practices I think tends to be so misunderstood within just like the general like global community um so let's talk about each one just a little bit um tell us a little bit about Reiki and the difference between Reiki and hypnotherapy and then also a little bit about hypnotherapy yeah sure no you're absolutely right they are (laughs) so frequently misunderstood I think particularly um in the case of Reiki people have the this impression that it's a is some sort of you know voodoo kind of <laughs> strange practice when in actual fact it's not um it's not anything too weird really reiki is an energy therapy so it just works on the energetic level and we all have um a life force energy that makes us alive everything that makes up matter is energy. We know that from from the scientific world. Um, All matter is made up of energy, just small particles of energy vibrating at different frequencies. And so Reiki practitioners have found ways of working with that energy to help free up energy that might be blocked or stagnant or uh, help energy that is Uh, flowing too fast or too frenetically to just a Reiki practitioner can balance 
the energy systems around the body. So we can help to calm what needs to be calmed and soothed. We can help to stimulate what is sluggish. And the net result of all of that is just a very profound sense of peace and calm and soothing. Um, so that it's very good for soothing the nervous system and doing it all on a fairly non-verbal, non-cerebral level uh, that stays with the person well beyond the session. It's a very profound and powerful way of working with somebody. Mm -hmm. I can vouch for that. And we'll put a little pin there because I know that I asked you a very broad and very lengthy question, but I do want to honor and follow up what you said, because it's, I 100% agree with you. I think sometimes we forget as humans that the, everything in the universe is made up of light vibration and energy and yeah. all of these make up everything. So delving into that is so unique and the, and the healing of the Reiki in my experience, is just, it's so uniquely different because it allows you to feel something that we've taught uh, ourselves to stop feeling for so long. We, we unconsciously and probably globally consciously teach ourselves to stay away from the realm of energy. So the fact yeah. that we kind of, um, what would be the, pro the proper word? I think that we just kind of obscure it and put it away in a little box and pretend it isn't there. So when we actually mm. feel it, it's almost like a, oh my gosh, what is happening right now type moment. Yeah. I completely agree. We get so caught up in the movie that is day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. So we get caught up in global politics and in our own struggles in our day-to-day -day lives. And all of that is very distracting. But all of us, our innate nature is this energy, is this, and, you know, it comes by so many different names. So yoga practitioners call it prana, mm -hmm. um, Hawaiians call it uh, mana, and it can be called chi or ki yeah. or life force energy or spirit or soul or whatever you want to call it. It's all that describing the same thing. It's that spark of life. It's mm -hmm. our true nature. And it, it, it does require just a, a small amount of stopping and going inside and listening in order to make contact with it. And it's incredibly restorative. Mm -hmm. And that might be the other side of why it feels so, uh, so extraneous to some of us, because that act of becoming easeful in the sense that it's already very much deeply tapped into the divine feminine and in the sense that it isn't something that we fully sit with every day feels mm -hmm. taxing the idea of allowing which is a message that has been coming up repeatedly um toward the end of 2020 and now into 2021 mm -hmm. that allowance that flow that that presence with what actually is showing up as it is showing up in order yeah. to heal and to be easeful without feeling like we have to absolutely i i i mean i i like to work in a really really practical way as well i i I like to work in a very balanced and allowing kind of way because I know I'm a single parent to a, a, a high needs child. So I know that life is taxing and confusing and very, very distracting. Mm -hmm. And so I never expect anybody to, you know, sit for hours a day, in deep meditation, you know, it's just not, it's just not practical. Um, but it is 
we we can get so distracted by the world and looking outside of ourselves for the answers and I know it's a cliche but really and truly it is all about turning the thoughts inwards and connecting with that healing that is innate inside all of us absolutely absolutely Sophia I love that and now I'll, I'll actually let you continue on and tell us a little bit more about Reiki as well so yeah um well i worked uh, i trained um back in 2009 as a reiki master and then it was later that i started to um learn about hypnotherapy and i to be honest with you i started training in hypnotherapy because i thought look people are so suspicious of reiki let's just do something a bit more mainstream mm. and when i started learning about reiki i just thought oh this is wonderful it blends so beautifully with reiki the two things feel very similar as a, as a recipient of Reiki uh, and, a, and a recipient of hypnotherapy. They're both incredibly gentle and relaxing, but yet extremely powerful. And hypnotherapy is so clever. It works on the subconscious mind. So um, when, we're, when we're little, when we're babies, between the age of about naught to five or six, we learn everything that we learn about the world. So we learn, you know, uh, how to talk, how to walk, all those practical things. We learn that um, something that is hot shouldn't be touched. Mm -hmm. And we learn about what comfort is and what love is, what anger feels like, what fear feels like. And all of that programming goes in very powerfully, very important base programming goes in between those years and the weird thing is that even as we grow and become adults that basic programming doesn't tend to change all that much so even though we may have different beliefs about the world and we may change our views and we may change our values still those basic programs remain more or less the same and so if you learned between those in in those very early years to be afraid of something or you learned that you weren't good enough or you learned that you know bees are terrible terrible things and should be avoided at all costs because you got stung by a bee or something like that then you might even as a rational adult still carry those old old bits of programming those old beliefs even without being consciously aware of them and so the hypnotherapist talks very very gently to the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind has one job and one job only and that is to keep us happy and safe and protected and it will do that by whatever means possible mm -hmm. so if taking the example of the bees for um, for example if you did develop a phobia or a fear of bees when you were little and even though you know as a grown adult that bees are basically fine, um, but you're still terrified of them, then what we can do is just say to the subconscious mind, just gently talk to the subconscious mind and tell it that it's done a wonderful job of keeping you safe and protected away from bees. But now could we possibly do it in a different way so that you can still feel safe and protected, but you can also, you know, enjoy your garden or grow lavender or what have you. And the subconscious mind is like a sponge desperate for good 
ideas and suggestions to keep you even happier. So it will just uh, soak that up and just be thrilled for uh, to find new ways of keeping you happy. And that, that sort of a, a potted um, explanation of what we do as hypnotherapists, we just undo some of the unhelpful programming, give the subconscious mind some good suggestions of how to keep you happy and safe and protected so that you can enjoy your life more fully and feel much freer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what I really appreciate about that is it feels, it carries the energy of possibility. You know, it, it isn't mm -hmm. as if we are dictating to the subconscious or very aggressively trying to make it change or turn one way or the other or even manipulate mm -hmm. it. Because I, I do think that there is a misconception for a lot of us that, that hypnotism therapy is manipulation but yes. to me it sounds like an allowance again and it sounds like the place of possibility like oh you've got this now let's let's go deeper and take a look at what's that what can I do here how can I get more capacious in here how mm. can I inhabit this space more freely how can I really lean into this so it's a good space for the possibility of Absolutely. And I, you're right, there is this misconception about hypnotherapy as well. So we, I think most, most people, uh, most people's ideas of hypnosis and hypnotherapy is, you know, watching car in the in the jungle book and, and feeling themselves being, you know, tricked into being completely a slave to the hypnotist. Yes. And that's all stage hypnosis and it isn't real and it, it's nothing at all like that in hypnotherapy and in fact the, the hypnotherapist cannot ever hypnotize somebody to do something that they don't want to do it is a totally collaborative process um and it would be pointless anyway because if somebody wants to make positive changes in their life and i tell them we'll go do that then there's there's nothing empowering in that at all. It it's it's much much more powerful and effective if that person can embrace those changes for themselves, discover them for themselves, discover new ideas for themselves, and feel motivated and empowered to make those changes effortless, effortlessly by themselves. Mm -hmm. So it is it is a complete collaboration. Um, between the therapist and the, the client, absolutely. What a beautiful symphony. And in many ways, it's so reflective of the work that I do, for example, in terms of coaching in that relationship, that, that it's almost symbiotic relationship with the client in terms of we together create yeah. this new possibility. Again, I go back to that word for today. And we observe things from a different point of view. And what I really, really am resonating with right now, too, is the fact that in my work, we look a lot at core wounds, child healing, like inner child healing and mm. stories, right? And all of these go back to exactly that time period you were talking about. And as we yeah. grow and the things that we experience that determine the stories that we assign matter to and all of that stuff. And what I really sort of delight in as you're speaking is that it is true when you are doing the task of shadow work, when you are doing the task of discovering more about yourself and getting curious and asking why and going further, mm. the ability to know that you are supported and seen and that there is that other perspective or that outsider view that can just gently point out this, this 
chance, this, hey, look at this in a different way. Would that change anything? That feels very much holistic versus the idea of having someone scream at you platitudes or or tell you, oh, these are your affirmations for the day. Say them every day and believe them every day. And if you don't believe them every day, then blah, 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 which look, I love affirmations and my clients know that I work with them on affirmations, but from a different point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that we fall in line with the act of creation, which actually is also very deeply woven into the idea of Reiki, of that space of flow versus stagnant or rigid or forceful. So it's it's super interesting. Uh, And also to this brings to mind the conversation that we're having about the misconceptions brings to mind the old fears as well that have a little bit more to do with the religious side of things and as Mm. someone who was brought up in a very unique religious household i can definitely say that that was something both for meditation and hypnotherapy and Reiki and yoga, and actually for all the things that was constantly sort of brought up was this concept that if you did these things, you were opening the door up for negative entities. So, I mean, if you could talk a little bit about that, I would love to hear what you have to say on the matter. Well, it's so interesting um, that you bring that up because I have had a a rather strange experience of that this this literally just this week and um, um, it's it's, you know cosmically it's not strange at all it's all perfect it's all Um, because yes yes completely I had a discussion um, booked uh, another podcast booked with another uh, um, podcaster and um she recently just emailed me not not somebody i knew or that i'd met uh, but she recently emailed me to say that she'd had um she used to be a reiki master but she'd had another spiritual awakening she was now a devout christian and she didn't feel that our views were aligned and she was going to cancel the podcast mm-hmm. and i was very shocked and sort of taken aback by that now I want to be really, really clear. I have absolutely nothing against Christianity Mm -hmm. or any religious practice. Mm -hmm. I personally believe in the fundamental truths of most religions. Um, I think most of them are saying the same sort of thing. Where we get confused is where we start to speak from a place of, where we start to talk about absolutes. Mm-hmm. So it's either this or this. It's either black or it's white. And I just think the world is far more subtle uh, than that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of working with Reiki energy, no, there is no absolutely no opening the door to other entities or um you know, in, in in other energy practices, I think it's entirely possible you could be opening yourself up to stuff that you're not really sure of. I think that's possible with other spiritual practices um, because it tends to, other spiritual practices tend to be a little bit unstructured. Reiki is beautifully structured, incredibly safe. And the only thing that you channel in Reiki is very specific frequencies of light healing energy and when you're channeling that energy absolutely no harm can come to you one of the basic tenets of reiki practice is reiki can do no harm Mm -hmm. i could you know sit and draw reiki in in order to to commit some nefarious purpose but then that's not reiki and 
also would have no effect whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it is beautifully safe. One of the things I always say when I'm teaching Reiki is when you give a session, you get a session. Because all Absolutely. of that beautiful healing energy is flowing through you to the person that you're healing and you both benefit and it's it's all good. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And for me, it's a matter of giving ourselves the space to realize where there is too much rigidity. Yeah. There is usually a lot of inherent fear and things tend to break. So mm-hmm. the hyper to me, I'm like you, I, I really believe all is beautiful and all is in connection with that divine spirit and that divine flow. So religions as in the in and of themselves don't bother me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's where we get into very rigid parameters. Yes. And we forget to take a step back from perhaps internal biases or fears or Mm. misunderstandings or misinterpretations of things that we get into deep trouble. And to me, this aspect of the healing world is in that spectrum, because as someone who's had Reiki done and has also performed Reiki, I can say it's just so unique. It's you, the ability to inhabit this space from a position of love and Mm. service and healing is one of the things that makes it so different and i would imagine something like it would happen with hypnotherapy when you are again in service of the highest good of the person that you are working with absolutely it really is the most wonderful process Uh, why i love the blending of those two therapies together is that reiki works on a on an energetic level on a non-verbal level healing what is happening now healing what happened years before uh healing even what happened before we were born and then hypnotherapy works on our mental stuff all of those old stories and the old bits of programming so that we do feel supported and healed in a in a truly holistic way And yeah, it's a wonderful journey to go on with somebody when I first meet them and I can see, I can see all of the pain that surrounds them and all of the doubts and fears. And at the same time, I can also see them as fully whole and healed because I know the journey that they're about to go on and how fabulous that is. And to see them come to life and transform and feel lighter and happier and freer it's absolutely wonderful as you know mm-hmm. it's like it's a unique opportunity to relate to everyone as a part of the whole but also to love freely so you can see the points of pain and you can see that heaviness but you also see the light and the beauty mm-hmm. and it just reminds me i mean I am, I'm so funny when it comes to like stories and and music and all of that stuff. But one of the songs that comes to mind as I speak these words to you right now is an old Creed song. Um, Gosh, and I wish I could remember the title specifically, but I think it is just give love to all because that's the lyrics of the song specifically say just give love to all. And to me, that's Mm -hmm. what we can tap into when we perceive that again, everything moves in terms of light vibration and energy and nothing and no one outside of that is 
is exempt from the deserving of love or is not love worthy or loving, et cetera. And so kind of tapping into that energy is it's just it's a complete, complete trip. But before I get myself too far off on too too big of a tangent there, <laughs> <laughs> let me also share something that's been interesting because I've had a couple of guests on the show for season one, actually, who shared how their entire lives were turned upside down and completely transformed after just one session of Reiki. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I can say I share this to a certain extent. I mean, it wasn't after one session, but certainly getting Reiki attunement helped me to see things much differently and allowed me to remember and connect with the intuition that I have been cut off for so long. So yeah. I guess the question to you is how or, or what exactly shifts, what is the transition that happens that calls to people in such a deep way that their lives can be transformed through these attunements? I think it's such a good question. And Reiki attunement is um, a very powerful thing. So Reiki attunement is, oh, it's like a hundred healings all packed into one session. Um, what the, the point of a Reiki attunement is that it automatically connects you with a different frequency of energy, with a different, um, with a different spiritual connection. So that we all, I mean, as we spoke about earlier, we all have this spiritual nature or this energetic nature and without knowing it, we are connected, but we um, we sort of pinch ourselves off from that connection because we're not thinking about it. We're not focused on it. We're distracted by the world. And so the Reiki attunement process is about, um, is about first of all, deeply healing the um, student from all past hurts and connecting them very profoundly with a different frequency of energy and allowing them to have a much stronger um, connection and focus on that. So the attunement process and the, the, the methods that are taught within Reiki allow the student to have a practical way of connecting to that energy, of widening their channel, and uh, strengthening that bond between themselves and their spiritual nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that shifts for most people because it, it stops them becoming so wrapped up in their daily stories and gives them a broader perspective. We start to see things differently. We start to we start to see that today is, is, this is what's happening today. But from a broader perspective, I am moving through this life and I can start to see groups of days and groups of weeks and months rather than just this, right, this moment right now. Mm -hmm. And I can start to feel the comfort of knowing that I'm not some disconnected entity floating around this planet all alone. In fact, I am connected to something infinite and infinitely loving. Mm. And I think that, that that sense of comfort and connection um, to something greater than ourselves that is limitless and limitlessly 
loving and benevolent, that's incredibly um, soothing and, and healing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an inherent remembrance of sorts. It's yes. Yeah, we've become so good at believing that number one, that we are alone because I, you know, we really do think that constantly. So mm. we do believe that we are alone. And then we, we really get very deeply entrenched in this matter filled space and we mm. attune to our bodies, but in a way it's interesting because we attune to the bodies and we think that this is kind of our only plane of existence and this is the only thing that matters. But at the same time, we disengage from those same bodies completely yeah. and don't pay attention in the slightest to the cues that it sends, to the way that it feels, to how it's giving us signals. So it's a really interesting dynamic there for us. And then on top of that, we've become so good and just not been taught how to tap into that energetic field and know hey, this sends this, what I'm feeling right now, what I'm picking up, this is an energetic cue or it's an energetic call and it's coming from something bigger than and it's calling mm. from source and it's calling from universe and, it, and it's there for a reason, but we've become so numb to it that most yeah. of us don't feel it. So like I said at the beginning of the show, not to be like repetitive, but it's true. When people mm. do finally go to Reiki and they feel it for the first time, it's almost like a, well, first of all, it could be a moment of like, what in the world is going on? Uh, <laughs> this feels freaky. Why do I feel like you're on my feet, but I know you're on my head, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Things like those. Oh my goodness. So there's, there's such a unique, uh, almost tactile aspect to it and at the same time yeah. i think you are absolutely right and i had never really thought about putting reiki and hypnotherapy together like sort of a, as this really nice balancing point but you're looking at this now and talking to you i see it and i think yeah. you're absolutely right and um and and i am super curious maybe it's just because i'm way more versed well versed in the world of reiki of course and in the world of energetics than i am the world of hypnotherapy but i would like to ask a little bit more about that and mm. maybe what would be your top like two or three points of advice to someone who is considering reiki or sorry considering hypnotherapy <laughs> and or both actually since i since yeah. i did that there must have been a reason for that and, and how <laughs> to better prepare and look for someone who's going to be able to help i think i mean you were talking just a few moments ago about intuition i think and intuition is so interesting we have become so disconnected um, to our intuition and to the signals that our bodies are giving us and to the signals that we're receiving from you know energy from source from the universe so when I was looking for a Reiki master um, I went with my gut I was at the time I was living in London and Reiki masters were you know everywhere mm -hmm. it's a busy city and there were hundreds and I looked and looked and I couldn't feel a connection to any of them. And then I looked outside of London in, and found somebody that I just, my, my whole gut just went, yep, you're the one. And it was totally inconvenient for me to get to her. It wasn't remotely close to me. But my intuition really told me this is the person for me. Mm -hmm. So I think when looking for a hypnotherapy practitioner, it Yes, you can certainly look for their qualifications, you can absolutely look for their professional registration, all of that sort of stuff. But fundamentally, you want to know, am I going to click with this person? 
does my intuition tell me that this is somebody that I can trust? That's hugely important. Mm -hmm. um, is this somebody that I'm going to feel comfortable telling my stuff to? Yeah. It's such a privilege to work in the private spaces of somebody's thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And it is a very, very personal thing, I think. So, you know, one practice, I, and I, I know that I work in a slightly different way with hypnotherapy than a lot of other people do. Um, people tend to be quite clinical about it and they wear suits when they're working. And I absolutely don't, don't do any of that. I am much more um, earthy, I think, and practical. And I believe in, um, in working in that way so I you know I may swear when I'm working with my clients and I may talk about the dirty dishes and you know spending days in your pajamas and all that kind of stuff because that's part of life yeah. and that works really really well for the people who work for me having said that it's not going to suit everybody some people really would prefer and benefit from that much more clinical um, technical approach and so that's great for them so that's, I think, what I would say is just look and get personal recommendations by all means, but go with your gut and listen to what your intuition is telling you. So important with anytime you're working with healers or coaches or therapists of any kind, because there has, you're absolutely right, there has to be that sense of almost like a sigh, you know, this, you know, mm -hmm. listening to it makes me want to like take a big old sigh of relief, like, oh, okay, this is this is a good place, I can be actually heard and seen and not feel super restricted or judged or observed almost from a microscopic type space, you know, but yeah. really, really held in safe space, which is one of my absolute favorite realizations coming from the last two years of my life is that mm -hmm. when we find that place where we can be held in safe space, I mean, oof, it, it's worth so much. And we can do that as well for ourselves, which I think is also the reason why we get attracted to and the reason we start asking these questions or seeking these things is because we, in a sense, are unconscious is seeking to be held in safe space by the self, you know, yeah. to know that we care enough and that we value ourselves enough and that we love ourselves enough to go, hey, I believe we have a lot of growing to do. And sure, we can do this on our own, but how much more development could we find if we had someone with a broader sense to really help us and to guide us and to do the things that we may not even know how to or know how to but are not aware of etc mm. so absolutely. i think that, that yeah that means means the world mm -hmm. absolutely and i think you know every therapist most good therapists are also in therapy themselves because yep. it's a never ending process of discovery and recovery and everything that I learn about myself I then bring into my sessions and it enriches the work that I do with my clients and when a client is sat there telling me you know that they shouted at their kid and they're feeling dreadful about it and I'm sat there going well I've shouted at my kid and so now I'm going to sit here and tell you it's okay yeah you do what you can do and sometimes you're going to make mistakes and get it wrong and that's life 
So let's let you off the hook, forgive you for that and find a way forward. And there's something so compassionate about that. And in that compassion um, and loving forgiveness for somebody else, as you said, you, you, you can apply it to the self as well. Yeah. And take one another through these healing journeys. Absolutely. And the validation, which is funny, because again, it's a theme that has come up since uh, episode one of this season, which is the validation that guess what healing doesn't just happen like a one off and you're done. You have to mm. continuously go deeper and new facets are going to turn up and that's okay. And I think a lot of times we fear that because we think it means there's something wrong with us, or it means that we're going to suffer forever. But mm two things from that that I think are important to know, and I think this reflects into Reiki in terms of stagnant energy, is when we don't flow, when we don't move, when we don't dispel, dispel or disperse, things become stagnant and things that become stagnant die off. So that's, yeah. that's huge, right? Yeah. And the other point of that too is the fact that what a joyous thing, what a great opportunity to continuously improve on or better or grow or just just learn more and more and more and more and heal so yeah it may seem like oh gosh healing never ends but i think to me it's more like more the excited version of oh gosh you know like healing never yeah. ends this is great absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely it is a lifelong journey i mean we call ourselves reiki masters but really you don't master anything until you know maybe maybe the day you die and you might suddenly go oh i get it yeah. <laughs> and then that's it but you know it it is a lifelong exploration and that is absolutely beautiful and as it should be i mean god if we if if we suddenly found that we'd solved everything learned everything what are we going to do with the rest of our lives right yeah so, no i think yeah. at that point you definitely ascend or something you you turn into yeah. a mist of energy and float away or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well sophie is there um are there any other maybe misconceptions or misunderstandings around either or both of these practices that you want to take a look at before we start wrapping things up? I think the, the, the greatest misconception or the greatest sort of thing I could say to reassure people, um, the thing that makes people twitchy is, is this feeling of not being in control. And that goes for Reiki and in for the hypnotherapy. So on the one hand, none of us is ever in control, but that's a whole that's a whole podcast episode to itself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing I want to say, I guess, is to just reassure people that working with a Reiki practitioner, the right practitioner for you, working with the right hypnotherapist for you, should be so gentle, so soothing, so friendly and fun and easy and uh, totally transformative and it's um, it's a complete team effort mm -hmm. yeah yeah it isn't a, a dictatorship type situation yeah it's not a I'm going to take advantage of you situation either or it shouldn't feel and if you ever do come across a Reiki practitioner or a master or if you go to hypnotherapy and you come out of there feeling icky I would yeah. say that's something to look don't go at back sure. yeah yeah 100 percent. don't go back it, your gut will tell you everything you need to know if it feels right to you then it's right and if it feels off then just don't go back 
Mm -hmm. Always look for the holy yes is what I keep telling myself as I live my life and kind of when I talk to my clients is if it feels very emotionally disjointed, that isn't you trying to figure out whether it is or isn't your intuition. That's just your fears and your stories playing at something and maybe warning you that there's an energetic dissonance. But when it feels peaceful and when technically there isn't an emotion, like a heavy emotion attached to it, it's just peace and certainty. That's your holy yes. So look for your holy yes, I would say. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that's really the key. You, you, we know all the answers, really. It's just tapping in to hear the, to hear the voice. And giving ourselves the chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, I want to thank you all again so much for taking the time to sit with me and have this beautiful chat. I really appreciate it. And then I always do this thing at the end of the show where I ask my guests, to leave us with some words of wisdom as to what they believe is the best way for us to become uplifted. Oh, goodness. Um, You're asking me for the secret of happiness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The best way for us to become uplifted is to be compassionate, compassionate to ourselves, compassionate to others, but it begins with the self is to let yourself off the hook for your failings and to love yourself in spite of them and just be willing to learn how to love yourself if it doesn't come naturally to you. Just compassion and kindness and start with the self. I love it. And I couldn't have said it better myself. Sophie, thank you so much. And where can the listeners find you and connect with you? Thank you for having me. It's been really, really lovely to talk to you. Um, they can find me on uh, my website is probably the best place, which is sophieshaw.co.uk. Love it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. Oh, I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did and that you learned something wonderful not just about hypnotherapy and Reiki, but about yourself. As always, I invite you to connect with me and reach out. Let me know what you thought of the episode and the guest, or if there are any episodes that you really enjoyed and want to know more about, you know, the topics, or even if you really connected to a guest that you would like for me to bring back. I've already heard a couple of responses on that and I'm working on a little something something but more on that at another time. Definitely though, reach out, talk to me and remember that you can get a hold of me by emailing info at yoursoulfulgoddess.com or via social media on Instagram at yoursoulfulgoddess. And of course, if you are enjoying the show and you want more episodes, you want a third season, more guests and better audio quality, then be sure to support Support the show on the Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash your soulful goddess. And another way that you can support the show, by the way, is by sharing the show, yes, but also leaving an uplifting five star review because this helps other people find the show more easily. So many different ways in which we can stay connected and in which you can support the show. Now, Get ready for next week's episode because we are going to talk all things Feng Shui and you are going to really love my guest. I can't wait. 
In the meantime, have a beautiful Monday and I will talk to you next week. 